the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. My word, is it that time already? Yes, it's time again for another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Thursday, May 10th. On today's show, an update on the calorie info, which is now required posting for every restaurant with more than 20 locations. Also, we'll talk about Man Up. Our guest is the Reverend William Glaze from Bethany Baptist Church in Homewood, PA. And also this hour, Letters to an American Christian. Our guest is Bruce Ashford. With weather complaints at the top and bottom of every hour, here are John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, not today. I like that guy we hired. I like him. <laughs> he's a little snarky for my taste, quite honestly. No, you don't like him. No, you know. He's I like him. Walking a tightrope, that guy. Yeah. I think we picked the right one. A little snarky. I think today there's no weather complaints. We're in good shape, are we not? Well, then it's not going to be at the top and bottom of every hour. Well, maybe the bottom of the hour. Things change quickly here in Western PA. Hmm? Happy National Shrimp Day, John. Hey, thanks for... Uh, Isn't that great news? I guess. Mike? National Shrimp Day? You like yourself some shrimp, Mike? I love shrimp. Do you? Yeah, who doesn't love shrimp? Give me shrimp? all the shrimp you want. Okay. Me too. Yeah, Give me yeah, that yeah. all-you-can-eat shrimp mm-hmm. anytime. I like that. All right, so it's a shrimp-tastic holiday is mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Shrimp-tastic. National Shrimp Day. Um, and so... I guess I want to hear from you what you'd like to do with shrimp. Yeah, I don't. Here's a, I don't like frozen shrimp. Oh, okay, Got right. It. And that's mm-hmm. you're taking something beautiful and then you're just messing it up. Okay. I like those nice. If you go down to Woolies mm-hmm. and buy a couple of pounds of nice, big, thick, fresh shrimp, that's mm-hmm. living good. But what are you doing? What are you going to do with that? Steam it. Oh, you're going to steam it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Peel it. Put a little uh, bay salt on it. Okay. I'm good to go. That's about all. I need oh, to that's do. it. That's all you're going to do. I'm fine with that. Okay. So you're just going to steam it and put some Old Bay on it, and yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty simple. That's very nice, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do it on pasta, well, that'd be fine, right? Okay. But just, what else do you need to do with it? Oh, there are so Yeah. You can there, wrap bacon around it. Yeah, no, there come on, don't mess it up. No, Keep it simple. No, they're messing it up. No, yeah. the, the most essential thing you do with shrimp is a scampi. A shrimp scampi? Scampi. Oh, scampi is the... It's, it's fine. It's... It, it's not fine. It's fine. That's foundational. A good, shrimp- scampi, a good scampi is the way to go. Over the- over pasta. Oh, Serving the scampi over pasta is just completely ideal. I read the other day that shrimp cocktails are making a comeback. Oh, yeah. How about that? Shrimp cocktails sort of like okay, Screams now, 1968. Here's the thing. Now, I know what you're saying about frozen shrimp, mm-hmm. but I only feel that way about frozen cooked shrimp. Okay. But frozen raw Uncooked? shrimp that you put you know, you thaw and then toss in boiling water. Yeah, I think can it's be fine. very nice. Okay, I think that can be very nice. Now, when you're freezing it after you've already cooked it, not good. that's just disappointing. Yeah, I think. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my first real job, first real job. I was 16 years old and went with my buddy Nikki Conti, and we got a job at Polize. Both you and Nikki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were bus boys. 16 years of age. So I remember going after high school, taking uh, riding a bike or taking a bus into Squirrel Hill. The first thing you did as a busboy at the start of your shift is that you stood around big bus trays. You know what a bus tray is? Yes, sure. You know, they take the, uh, the dirty dishes. Right. A couple of those. 
mounded over giant mounds of shrimp and about Do you have eight, it, no dishes no just okay. just gigantic shrimp <laughs> sure. and about eight or ten guys would in quick clean that shrimp boom 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 take all the peels off clean it up another guy would sort of slice it taking out all the junk out in the middle mm-hmm. you do that for like an hour and then you hit the floor but that was two of sh- you or three of you would do that oh no like seven or eight of us oh really yeah and it was an assembly line of massive. That was the sh- fresh shrimp for the day at Polis. Wow. Every you have any day. idea how many pounds of shrimp that was no on a idea. daily basis? I was basis. a kid, so I was just, oh, yeah. here we go. And those quick, nimble fingers cleaning mm-hmm. that shrimp again and again and again and again. Occasionally, you'd pop one in your mouth. They were all cooked at that time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's impressive. Yeah, National Shrimp Day. That's my uh, connection to shrimp. Okay. Okay, when you go to the beach, do you get shrimp at the beach? I don't think I've ever eaten shrimp at the beach. What? It's a part and parcel of it. You have right, to. Right, shrimp at the beach? Yeah, sure. You go down to like the Outer Banks. There's like the little shrimp sh- sh- shrimp shacks. Shacks, kind of hard to say. Shrimp shacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you stop in and get yourself a pound or two of some shrimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they? Would they be fried? No, no. It's just fresh, raw shrimp. Okay. And then you go home and cook it. Yeah, you do okay. what you want to do. All right. I mean, when we were in um, in Maine... There were shacks, but there were lobster shacks. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, shrimp um, was not an option at the shacks. Mm-hmm. But, I you, mean, the lobster. The lobster was, you know, of course, very delicious. To me, this both shrimp and lobster, to me, are luxury items. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing about I, it. I got to be honest with you, is that I really love... I really enjoyed the lobster in Maine because mm-hmm. you're there. You have to have it. Fresh, I mean, you can't sure. go to Maine and not yeah. have lobster. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but when I was done with the week, I was really done. Yeah. Like, I don't love lobster. It's it's good, but it's not something that, like, I crave. You got your way for it. No, okay. I really don't. So then given your choice, if someone said I'd to go you- with shrimp or, I'd go with shrimp over lobster. Shrimp, lobster, or steak? Shrimp. Uh-huh. Really? Okay. Yeah, I would. Now I'd do a filet. Yeah, but I'd go with fish before I would Meat. go with any of those mm-hmm. if I could. I get it. Yeah. So, but happy shrimp day anyway, John. Happy shrimp day. I feel Thank you. I feel like I should like make a scampi here and you know include all of you. Mike, what's your favorite way of eating shrimp? I like regular shrimp. What's just, a regular shrimp? You mean like boiled? Yeah, no, like you know, just pick it up, fried, frozen, frozen, then then thought, and then you know, just eat it. Then just toss. You mean toss? <laughs> Pretty basic. Yeah. What? So you're just gonna you're you're buying it already cooked, and you're just gonna yes, yeah, oh yeah. Then okay. you're not, you shouldn't do that. Why no. not? No, because it's better. You do it yourself. You, no, no, make, no. You want you, it fresh? No. Make it yourself. You need to, you need to buy it fresh, or you need to get it frozen, but it's raw, mm-hmm. and then you cook it because yeah. then it tastes so much better. It comes out hot, fresh, ready to go. Right. That's you know what I like to do? I did this at a uh, Christmas. You know, we we um, it, for Polish people mm. on Christmas Eve, you don't need any meat, so yep. you have several different fishes. Right? All fish and chips. So I did a, a shrimp cocktail this year, but yeah, I, I've, we've done that multiple years now. But I boiled it in a uh, in like a mixture of instead of just boiling it in water or steaming it, I put it in water. But I put it in with like a whole bunch of like old bayish mm-hmm. spices. Nice. You know, like a paprika, a turmeric. All for that. A, there was some oregano. There was a, a black pepper, salt, mm-hmm. uh, celery salt was in there. Sounds anyway, good. a whole bunch of So the water is like super aroma-ish. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like very stew. fragrant, very fragrant. So when you throw the shrimp in there, oh, nice. all of a sudden the smell is just like it's all combining. That's it's good. the smell of the shrimp. It's the smell of the of the of the spices. It's the salt. It's the water. It's all connected. 
Mm-hmm. How about the, do you do a uh, tempura? You do want to do that? I don't do a tempura. Yeah. What, what is that? It's like you know. Oh, uh, I love that. Like Wait, a corn dog. For yes, shrimp. I. I love that. That's not so bad. That's not good for you. How about beer battered shrimp? In a hot minute. Yeah, sure, except I will not eat that because I want to fit in my pants. Great. There it is. There it is. You can't be doing deep fry, stir fry, uh-huh. pineapple shrimp, lemon shrimp, mm-hmm. coconut shrimp, mm-hmm. pepper good. shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, yeah. shrimp burger, mm-hmm. shrimp salad. Yeah, all the shrimp. Forrest Gump. Oh, that's Forrest Gump. That's yeah. very good. Shrimp, good shrimp, get shrimp, on your shrimp, part, shrimp, Mike. Shrimp, yeah, shrimp. I like. Yeah, I, I think I could do most of those things. Yeah, happily. How about a pineapple shrimp? I love that. that sounds wouldn't really that good. be good, like a Hawaiian thing? Mm, yeah. Don't you want that for dinner now? Right now. I'm so glad we're talking about it. All right. Listen, let me just give you an update here because we talked about the calorie counts that are now mandatory posting for restaurants who own more than 20 locations. Yeah. So if you're going to go to your local Panera, your local Wendy's, your local Subway or whatever, all of the calories for every item are going to be posted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let that be a lesson to you. I have a couple calories of, uh, some product. Shrimp that calories? No, nope, no shrimp. Is, no, no, no. No shrimp, shrimp are listed here. Sure. I just want to give you some general calories. This is, Melissa McCart wrote uh, an article in the PG on this. Okay. Um, did you know that according to uh, Scott Gottlieb, who's the head of the FDA, yeah. that Americans currently eat and drink about one third of their calories away from home? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. One third of their calories away sure, from home. Sure. So that's why this is so important to him. Yeah. Are you ready? Jimmy John's. Double roast beef with provolone. Double ever, double roast beef. Yeah. Did you ever eat at Jimmy John's? Uh, one time. I okay. was on my way to PNC Park. We parked over on Stanwick and we're running past Jimmy John's. We stopped in for a quick sandwich and ate it on the way. Okay. How was it? Well, I was eating it as I was walking yeah, through the city good. streets. Right, it's not it was fine. Memorable. I mean, I would not necessarily you know, run back to Jimmy John's. Was it the double roast beef with provolone? No, it was probably like an Italian hoagie. Would you be surprised if I told you that that has 1,690 calories? The double roast beef? Mm-hmm, with provolone. Why so much? Just because it's all that, what's it, mayonnaise and what, what kind of accoutrements? I'm sure provolone is not light in calories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1,600 um, calories, you said? 1,690. That's like your calorie intake for the day. It is. You're done. It is. Um, the Wendy's Baconator. That that alone spells trouble. Doesn't Baconator. Just, yeah, it just doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. But it's only 950 compared to the, <laughs> Jimmy, compared to the Jimmy John's. The Baconator. Um, the frozen coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Now, have you ever had that? No. Okay. No. Okay, now, so the reason, you know, I don't drink coffee at all. The reason I don't drink coffee is that I love Co- I, I very much like the taste of coffee, but only with milk and sugar. Uh-huh. And then if I drank coffee with milk and sugar every day, I couldn't fit in my pants because yeah. Yeah. who are we kidding? I would sure. want to. I would want to drink the frozen coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. No, 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 no. I mean, what you don't want to have a cup? You don't have a cup of coffee in the morning? Never. Never. I don't like coffee. I don't like coffee by itself. No. Coffee? How about just coffee with some milk and sugar? Never. What's the problem? Never. I don't like it. Why? Well, first of all, it's hot, and I, you know I don't like hot drinks. I only like cold drinks. Right. Right, and the, which is why I right. love the frozen coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I don't want. I don't want that. It's that, twelve ounces. Yeah, and how many calories? Nine hundred. Mm-hmm. See, because it's just nine hundred calories. Yeah. Nine hundred calories. I mean, I'd like to have a cup of coffee in the morning, but I mean, it can't be that many co- calories in a cup of coffee. No, it can't be. Well, that the many. coffee doesn't have any calories. It's just the cream and the sugar that That's you're putting fine. in. Do you yeah. put cream and sugar in? Uh, I put uh, half and half in sweetener. <laughs> What's the problem with that? Nothing. What's Nothing. pro? I, no, I, nothing's wrong with it. I'm, but I, that's I, how I like my coffee. 
I, w- I want you to have it that way. Can't, you can't call me out on how I like my coffee, can you? I mean, what's the problem? No, with that? I'm I'm just saying that it's probably not a low calorie, you know, way to begin the day. That's Look, all I'm saying. Wait a second. Look at me. Do you think I care? <laughs> I'm having a cup of coffee and I'm enjoying it to start the day. Thank you, Lord. I'm here alive once again. Let's sit in repose for a few minutes. Coming right? up next, we're talking about Man Up Pittsburgh. Mm. Bill Glaze from Bethany Baptist Church and the On Deck Circle. We're going to ask him about shrimp. Shrimp. It's National Shrimp Day. I'm asking him about shrimp. All right. Let's see what uh, Bill says about it. I might this. ask him about coffee, too. You okay. can barbecue it, boil it, brawl it, bake it, saute it. There's um, shrimp kebab. 101.5 WORD. Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New music. New music from Mandisa. Good news. Faith, Hope, Love, Repeat by Brandon Heath. And Joy by Tori Harper. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend. Here's a quiz. How do you spell Kairos? Kairos. K-Y-R-O-S. Nope. C-A-I-R. Uh-uh. What, what wasn't it C? No. Nope. It was K? Spell Kairos. Kairos. Roast. Oh, roast. Right. K-Y. Uh. C-Y. Uh-uh. C-K. <laughs> no. I give up. <laughs> Kairos. K-A-I-R-O-S. Meaning supreme moment. Or to put it theologically, God's special time. It's also the name of a powerful ministry that since the 70s has brought the gospel to hundreds of thousands of inmates and their families. Kairos Prison Ministry trains ordinary believers just like you and me from every denomination to share the redemptive message of Jesus Christ with those in prison. Being a Kairos volunteer is like nothing you've ever experienced. If you've ever thought about prison ministry, this could be your Kairos moment. New ministry teams are forming now. Call 412-368-6691 to find out more. Kairos. Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691. This is Robin Trzynski of the Original Mattress Factory. Interested in that half-off mattress sale? Don't be. Most retailers are just promoting half-off a completely made-up price loaded with huge markups. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have never had a sale. Our hand-built quality and value are there every day, and our prices don't change. So take your time and purchase only when you're ready. Don't buy into the half-off sale hype. It simply isn't real. The original mattress factory, thoughtfully made, honestly priced. The nation's largest Christian music festival, Creation Northeast, celebrating its 40th anniversary, returns to Agape Farm in Mount Union, Pennsylvania, June 27th through the 30th, featuring Toby Bath, For King and Country, Jeremy Camp, Bethel Music, Mandisa, Hillsong Young and Free, Jordan Feliz, a special reunion of classic Petra and more, plus speakers Tony Nolan, Reed Saunders, Keith Adams, Abdul Murray, Vince Vitale and more. Join thousands of believers at Creation Northeast. It will be the highlight of your summer, maybe your life. More info at creationfest.com. Dentistry, in my opinion, shouldn't be a fear-inducing experience. And it really, I think, goes a long way for patients when I'm able to develop that one-on-one relationship with them. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Man Up Pittsburgh is headed once again to the area. June 9th. Victory Family Church in Cranberry, PA. It's a whole roster of great men. Men, 
with men, iron sharpening iron. Here to talk to us about that is Pastor Bill Glaze. Anchored in Jesus, Bill Glaze appears every evening at 7 p.m. right here on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, Pastor Glaze, how are you, sir? Hey, how are you? Real good, Bill. Good to hear your voice. All right, likewise. Bill, it's National Shrimp Day. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like shrimp? Yeah, I just... Uh, I, I just came from a store, and I, I got some uh, rotisserie chicken, and they had some shrimp there, and I asked them how much it cost, mm-hmm. and I was going to get some, but it cost too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, and I, I didn't even know it was National Shrimp Day. Mm-hmm. Maybe you would have gotten it if you would have no. known it was National Shrimp they Day. Might've, they might have yeah, jacked pro- the prices up, Bill, because it was National Shrimp Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time, they don't have shrimp there. So I was wondering. Mm-hmm. I thought it was unique today. So That's why, probably. Once I was blind, now I see. <laughs> In a perfect world, Bill, when you were eating shrimp, you would eat it how? Uh, I, I, I take it, uh, you know, regular, you know, just thawed out, mm-hmm. you know, slightly cooked or, or fried. Yep. Either one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. No, no spices on there, Bill? Uh, no, I, I'll usually dip it in some uh, cocktail sauce. Cocktail sauce. Mm. That's nice. Now, now, Kath, she herself, now you I might find this hard to believe, she's a little fussy. I'm not really fussy, a fussy. Bill. She's doing the little scampy. Bill. I like a scampy. Shrimp scampy. I like a scampy. Oh, you know, scampy. Yeah, some, I yeah, I can go for that, too. Yeah, like some garlic and butter. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, fix it, I'd is, fix it for you over pasta, Bill. I'm telling you, three of you guys would like it. That's fine. I'm sure. Invite us over anytime. We'll okay. be over, okay? Please. All right. All right. Shrimp scampy on Kathy Emmons. <laughs> now, see, Bill, Bill's like most guys, like, like Mike and I. We're doing shrimp just the basic way. Yeah, but you're missing out right. a little bit. Right. I think it's a little... Now, Bill, I think you're being satisfied on a base level. You should be like striving for something I higher. I, I want to be satisfied any way that I can be. That's why I'm going to go to Man Up Pittsburgh uh, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Bill, uh, once again, it hits the waves. Uh, you're part of this event. It's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's it's a blessing, you know, just to be there and see all the men, you know, and the just charged atmosphere, and you know, men sharpening men and i mean it's just it's just a blessing and you know we usually have a good uh contingency from our church you know the guys that have been gone and you know every one of them you know they come back and you know challenged and you know determined to go make a difference yeah now the i think the first year i I went i was really shocked by the number of guys who showed up and i remember talking to you know buddies of mine after the fact and i tried to describe it and i did not do a really you know concise job of it so I, i wonder bill when you describe man up what does it sound like for you as you talk about the event itself can you tell us that yeah well you know uh we we use a term uh and, and it's called raw you know and that's where you kind of get down to the nitty-gritty yeah and i find that you know at man up uh it is raw very raw you know men talking to men you know at a level where they're being challenged where they're being hit with the uh issue the hard issues and you know so it's just getting right down to those raw spots in our life and and you know and and guys walk away from there you know and and it's not like you know you can go and get some fluff and and puff there you know and you know just kind of a a flowery message and then you know be sent on your way but they're really digging down and rooting down into the to men's issues and and so you're sitting there with a, a bunch of men and you know at at some point you know that they're going to put their finger on the issue in your life you know whether it's in your personal life in your family life in your social life 
you know, that it, it just hits the whole gamut. Right. I mean, I think it's a bit of a cliche, but there's always a lot of truth in cliches that men are unwilling and or unable to look at themselves, to look at their feelings and their thoughts, to express themselves in a deeper way. And not that, you know, Man Up's all about uh, a poetic um, a flower engagement, but, but the fact of the matter is, it, it is what you're talking about, about this rawness and about a directness and about men looking at themselves and seeing themselves in a model of Jesus Christ, which is rarely, if ever, talked about. I mean, certainly occasionally, right. you know, in the pulpit on Sundays, once in a while it does come up, but to be concerted and concentrated for five or six hours on a Saturday, I mean, that's a rare and wonderful thing. Right. Then, you know, one of the key things is that, you know, they have lead and uh, local pastors that, you know, are sharing. But, you know, the, the other the powerful thing is, you know, they got a lot guys like, you know, Coach Tomlin, you know, Tunch Ilkin, yeah. you know, uh, the, the, the Pirates uh, uh, manager. Yep. Uh, I mean, so, you know, they're bringing in some quality guys, and these guys are actually talking about, you know, sensitive areas of their lives, you know, whether it was growing up or whether it, you know, was in their marriage, you know, they're, you know, they're sharing those things. And so that lets, you know, the guys there know that, you know, uh, that these guys up in the, you know, positions where the, the light is shining, that they, they, they have the same problems, you know, that, that the guys sitting in the pew have. Outstanding. And, it, and it's very re, re, uh, relatable. So what happens is the, the morning there are, there's general opening for, you know, the, let's set the agenda. And then there are these breakout sessions, morning and afternoon breakout sessions. You'll be part of the uh, right. morning breakout session, God's Strong Man Competition. Bill right. Blaze is with us. And then Dan Dupee's going to be doing a breakout session. Rock Dilliman, Mike Tomlin's going to be there. The afternoon is going to be Bruce Bickle, we love. Pastor uh, Craig Giles was with us yesterday. John Nuzo, Sheldon Williams, Chris Buddha. It goes on and on and on. So you get to choose the topic that most interests you and plug into right. some great godly wisdom. Yeah, you know, and the thing that I'm excited because, you know, I've, I've been doing this man up since they started, you know, which is probably five or six years now. Yeah. And, and, and John and Kathy, I do the same thing every year, and the room is filled. And it's a completely different group of guys every year. Hmm. And so that just goes to show you, you know, how hungry, you know, guys are for, you know, because I, I've, I've made suggestions where, you know, I could change my topic and do something, you know, a little different. But, you know, they say, no, you, we need to stick with that one because, you know, what you're talking about is, is what men need to hear. So even though I'm, I'm doing the same one every year, I mean, I could do, I could do it in my sleep now, uh, but yet and still, it's, it's relevant every year to the guys that come. Nice. God's strongman competition, Pastor Bill Glaze. He'll be at Man Up June 9th, Victory Family Church in Cranberry, Pennsylvania. Uh, ManUpPittsburgh.org is the place to go to register. ManUpPittsburgh.org. Ladies, uh, encourage a man to go along, and guys, get out there. Uh, this is once a, once a year. Highly recommended, no matter what your age, if you're uh, seven. 17 or 77, show up and be part of this Iron Sharpening Iron at Man of Pittsburgh. Bill, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming along today. All right. It's a blessing to be with you. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your chicken and not your shrimp on National Shrimp Day. It's sad for him. I feel badly for Bill. No, I'm sorry that he didn't get the shrimp. But he's coming to your house for some scampi. Okay. (laughs) The invitation is out there. I didn't get the shrimp. I didn't know it was National Shrimp Day when I was shopping people. I'm unprepared. 
Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Hello, everybody. I'm Tunch Elkin, and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon Scrum from Atlanta, and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. Each year, over 1,500 homes and businesses across the tri-state are not replacing their cracked and sagging driveways, sidewalks, and foundation slabs. Instead, they're restoring them like new with A1 Concrete Leveling and Foundation Repair for 50 to 70% less in a single day. A1 Superior Process doesn't use foam chemicals but natural limestone grout, so there's no dangerous off-gassing and no mess. Eliminate tripping hazards and save money with the area's premier concrete leveling company. Visit A1Now.com. I'm Jeremy Schaap. I have Crohn's disease. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America's Take Steps Walk program is dedicated to raising funds and awareness to combat Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. To find a walk site near you, visit www.cctakesteps.org. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping, like today. Stay road ready for half the price. Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw will change your oil and filter for half off at just $19.95. For repair and maintenance, ASC certified techs, Napa parts, and a fair price, go with Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 50 degrees. Tomorrow, some sunshine to start, then becoming cloudy with a shower around in the afternoon. High 68. A couple of showers for the evening hours tomorrow night. Low 58. Saturday, breezy and warmer with occasional sun and a shower or thunderstorm, especially during the afternoon. High Saturday, 82. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. That's snapping. You're snappy. That is snappy music. Hey, we talked a little earlier this week about Australia's oldest scientist, a man by the name of David Goodall, 104 years old. Now, uh, David Goodall has led a full and uh, deep life, but uh, in failing health these last several years, his wife had passed away. He was unable to garden uh, uh, anymore. His theater life, he was, had at one time done local community theater, couldn't no longer do that. His eyesight was failing him. His hearing was failing him. So earlier, uh, in his early 90s, he had once tried to commit suicide and failed at that. 
So he'd been thinking about this for a long time, and it found out that in Switzerland they have a, a right to life, uh, I'm sorry, right to death uh, avenue, which the government will assist you in ending your own life. So yesterday, or earlier in the week, David Goodall, he flew to Switzerland along with some members of his family, children and grandchildren. And then yesterday, he pressed a button that intravenously put barbiturates into his body and ended his life. Now, by his own admission, he was not necessarily, other than his failing eyesight and failing um, hearing, other than that, he was not in the poorest of health. He just said, I regret having lived this long, and it's time for me to move on, and I want to do so in my own time. And so that's what he did yesterday, 104 years old. He was flanked by Philip Nitschke, the director of Exit International, which is a end-of-life organization, and Moritz Gall, a representative for Life Circle, an association that supports people going through major life decisions and guides them through the laws of Switzerland. Yeah, I don't want either one of those people guiding me through a major life situation, I'll tell you that. If the answer is, you know what, we'd all really be better off if you weren't here. Yes. He says that, uh, quote, euthanasia and assisted dying are banned in Australia. Though the Victoria state has passed a law on assisted dying that goes into effect next year, it will apply only to terminally ill patients who have a life expectancy of no more than six months. But uh, he'd hoped that by doing this at 106 years of age, it would uh, raise the banner for people who would like to end their life. By the well, and that's something that he, that, that that's a movement he had been involved in even when he was a young man. Exit International, yeah. yes. Actually, since his uh, early 90s. Mm. After he tried to commit suicide, then he joined this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is what's coming. Well, it, it well will... I think that that's – I really – I think that that's absolutely tragic. I mean, Switzerland, that's one of the places where you can go on – that's the suicide tourism, one of the suicide tourism capitals. Exactly, right. So if you want to decide where you can kill yourself, you can go, you know, tour all the places where you can't. It's just uh, – look, people are going to do what they want to do. Um, I, I'm just saying that when we as a, as a culture say – no, 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 you're right. If you want to do that, you can. I think we are implicitly telling someone that they that their choice matters more than they matter. Yes. And I would rather I, I would yeah. rather say to a person, you matter more than your choice matters. And I don't how can I look at this issue without looking at it through the prism of someone who believes in God? I mean, I can't get out of myself and so I can't see that issue from an atheistic perspective which david goodall is right and so i i can't i mean i can't imagine that i just i knowing that there's a god who's so specifically and particularly made you as you are and knowing the profound lengths that he went through to establish a relationship a personal relationship with you the thought that you would turn your back and just say no this is my choice not i just think it's so i think it's so sad it's tragic i mean you think about the year that he was born 1914 that was uh, for the united states the entrance into world war one imagine the sweep of things you've seen in 104 mm-hmm. years right. never could he imagine i'm sure that, you know all of his contemporaries who were born in 1914 they would never imagine that such a an option would allow you to exit out of life through pressing a button and putting barbiturates into you intravenously. Right.
It's something uh, out of science fiction, it feels right. like. Although at that point, in the early bits of the 20th century, there was a movement for the, you know, Darwinism had established a firm hold in Europe and in America. And that was something that was being talked about even then. I mean, Margaret Sanger was establishing the Birth Control League at that point, And, you know, her mission was to... Um, Eugenics. To Yeah, to destroy poor, poorer people in less desirable neighborhoods, allow them to abort their children so that they wouldn't reproduce, so that really smart white people could do what they were supposed to do, which is rule the world. Yeah. And then, you know, her organization became Planned Parenthood. And she's fed it as a hero. Right. So, I mean, these, these, are, these are old ideas, which sadly, with technology, they're just, they've been made easier. Right. That's just it. Anyway, it is a tragedy. But I think it's, you know, just to think about this, uh, 104 years and the sweep of that life, all the relationship, all the experience. And, of course, you cannot walk in a man's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot experience what, he, what he's done. But it was his choice to exit his own life in right. Switzerland at the age of 104. I think uh, it's odd and s- tragic. I guess that's the only way you can describe it. At least the, that's the way I would describe it. 104 years old. Take a break. Come back. We are going to talk in just a few minutes with Bruce Ashford. Letters to an American Christian. That's next here. The Ride Home with John McAfee. 101.5 WORD. Have you ever heard of the phrase, oil and water don't mix? Well, if Connie is the water, then her new roommate, Lindsay, is a jumbo can of 10W30. Connie can't stand her. And Tamika and her new roommate, Kelly, aren't doing much better in the getting along department either. Have you ever heard of an air freshener war? Oh, you will, after you listen to the next adventure in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. When you clean out your garage, you find all kinds of things. Hey, lucky rabbit's foot. Things you forgot you lost. There's my old comic book collection. With a new shed from Yoder's Backyard Structures, you can create more space inside by putting more stuff outside. And it comes fully assembled, painted, and delivered in place free of charge. Steve. Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Hey, uh, honey. I found your brother. Find out what you forgot you lost. Like more space at yodersbackyard.com. Hi, it's Mike with Bible League International. I met Cademan in Uganda, Africa. It was a very hot day, an outdoor worship service where hundreds of Christians gathered, many of whom had walked 90 minutes each way to be a part of that service. And afterward, Cademan was hunched over a table with an open Swahili Bible, scribbling down a few verses simply to have some scripture to take into his week to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. His look of determination grew sad as he returned that Bible to its rightful owner who was among just a small handful in that church to have a Bible. Cayman was among most without the Word of God in his own language. In fact, among millions in Africa right now without a Bible in his own language. Bible League is thrilled to partner with WRD to send Bibles to 5,000 Christians in Africa. All it takes is $5.00. Fifty dollars would send Bibles to ten Christians. How many will you send today? Call eight hundred six seven zero ninety one ten eight hundred six seven zero ninety one ten or give it wordfm.com today. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, three hundred acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, 
Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. The downside to having good children are the bumper stickers. Mother's Day weekend, Word FM presents Ladies' Night Out with comedian Amy Barnes. They come home with a bumper sticker for everything they do, and then they get really hurt if you don't want to put it on your car. Friday, May 11th at Impact Christian Church in Moon Township. I'm like, honey, I wanted to put it someplace where I was going to see it all the time because I'm so proud of you. I almost never see the back of the car. With shopping and dinner before the show. Four or five times a day, I look at the bottom of my purse. Look, there it is. Get VIP tickets now at wordfm.com last year oh, i'm sorry two years ago during the run-up to the presidential election what kath and i discovered is that every time we would talk about politics on air every time um whether we were talking about and we were just talking about the news yeah we would talk about the democrats or the republicans or, or, what, or the debate the night before or right. you know what the poll polling was looking like in pennsylvania or any of the other states what we happened what would happen is we would talk about hillary or or donald trump we would always the next day get really angry voicemails I from mean, tons either of side them. tons of them. i will never listen to you again or how dare you or i mean it was i, I was can't so, believe you call yourself christian for all the years we did this i was surprised by the deep strong hot emotion that came our way and i said to kath at one point we get to stop we need to draw a line in the sand because politics is not our our key point here on the ride home mm-hmm. we, we talk about it as a cultural touchstone and of course how it intersects in our lives as christians but we are doing ourselves you and i our, our program a disservice by delving into this because it's so deeply emotional well bruce ashford is with us again bruce is bruce is the provost and dean of faculty at southeastern baptist theological seminary he also serves as professor of theology and culture and uh, is bruce has a brand new workout called letters to an american christian and bruce we welcome you to the show how are you sir John and Kathy, thank you so much for having me back on the show. It's a, it's a great joy. Thank you. Bruce, I'm sure the story that John just told did not surprise you. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, the past couple years have been something like, in the political realm, been something like a combination of a, a war, a carnival, and a Hollywood movie, and uh, maybe the worst aspects of all three. Mm-hmm. All of us are trying to figure it out. Emotions are high. It's a tough situation. Yes. So then, Bruce, as this unfolded in your life, how did you look at it? I mean, how did you – there you are at a seminary talking to young minds and who wanted to engage in the culture and politically. So how would you engage Christians who want to participate in politics and public life at the same time? Yeah, you know, good question. And I experienced things very similar to you. You know, I write uh, for Fox News Opinion and for um, Heritage Foundation and some other websites – and just the mailbag and the voicemails and the, the, the communications and the response are so divisive and so polarized. But listen, this book, I have never had so much fun writing a book, and I hope it's fun to read. What I've done in this book is I've – here's what I think is happening. I think as Christians in America, we are struggling, I would say almost violently with – not violently, but we're struggling greatly with how can we – bring our Christianity into a genuine interface with politics and public life in this very difficult moment. And in this book, what I do is I write a series of 26 letters, fun letters, cultural references, jokes, substance, and I write them to a hypothetical college student named Christian 
who has just become a Christian hmm. and is, is uh, double majoring in political science and journalism and wants me to coach him on how to put his Christianity first and his previous politi- political presuppositions second. And so I'm coaching him on that. Mm-hmm. I'm coaching him not to take the path of his secular progressive professors, but also not to take the path of some of his secular um, relatives who are conservatives. Hmm. Now the book is a it's a it's a pretty conservative book, uh, but it's 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 showing that there's a better way than we often see on the left or on the right. So you're saying first off, priority one is that you have to figure out whether your Christianity is the most important thing or your politics are the most important thing. Absolutely, and if the Bible's narrative really is the true story of the whole world, then all the other stories out there that seek to interpret things, the CNN narrative, the Fox narrative, the MSNBC narrative, they're secondary. And we frame those narratives in light of the Bible's overarching story. That's easier said than done, but I'm devoting all of my energy to it as a professor. And in this book, I've tried to take my, you know, the past four or five years of research and thinking, and I've tried to distill it into a kind of a concise and really fun format. Interesting. So, so Bruce, I think, you know, uh, we can't step away from it. Obviously, you can't as well. But uh, for the people who are just exhausted by the political discourse, I know many, many of my friends have stepped away and said, I'm done. I'm just not going to listen to the news. I'm not going to read a newspaper. Mm-hmm. I'm not tuning into the radio. I don't want to hear it. I just mm-hmm. Ignorance to me is bliss. What do you say to people who choose to be ignorant about the political process? Yeah, well, first of all, I can understand, you know, the desire to just sort of walk away. But I would say this, um, you know, the, the way that we interact might differ from person to person, but I don't think we really have the option of completely walking away if we live in a democratic republic. Uh, so I want us to avoid just trying to completely withdraw on the one hand, but also I want us to avoid putting all of our eggs in the basket of short-term political activism mm-hmm. on the other hand, you know, and, and to take a middle path and just say, listen, what has God given me locally with my neighbors on my Facebook page in coffee shop conversations? And how can I be a really good steward of those conversations when topics turn to something of public import? Um, and then, you know, on the, on the national level, when I vote or when I express an opinion or when I think about some of these really important issues that we're grappling with, how can I frame those in a way that is distinctively Christian, but in a way that's persuasive and inviting and warm rather than kind of sharp, vitriolic, and bitter. Mm-hmm. Bruce, one of the things that I think we have a hard time with, and you know, I lump myself in with this as well, because I, I just think this is something that's a challenge for us right now in America, is to, um, is to allow other people to express their opinion while at the same time recognizing that doesn't mean I have to change mine. So hearing someone else's opinion doesn't mean I have to give mine up. It just means that we are trying to encourage in our society an equal exchange of ideas. That's, a, that's, a, that's exactly the point that needs to be made. Listen, I tell people all the time, why don't we take a, a page out of the playbook of Christian missionaries? When a Christian missionary goes to another country, they listen very carefully. They learn the language. They listen to the people's worldview, their religious beliefs. They get to know them. They earn trust. And they find whatever common ground there is, whatever point of contact they've got, and then they work from there. And I, I think we need to look at it that way. Politics is, is not war. I mean, there's a, a part of it that's kind of like a war, right? But it's not war. If it were war, we'd just shoot the other side. Mm-hmm. So since it's not war, since it's politics, 
man, I think one of the things we can do as individuals, I mean, we're not congressmen, you know, we're not TV pundits. We're citizens. One of the things we do is we can listen and we can be a warm person who can build a friendship with someone who believes differently than us. And then we can work from that friendship or from our common humanity to be persuasive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, th- I think this is a, a moment where evangelicals, where, where Bible-believing Christians can stand out, you know, and, and, uh, and be really different. The American way right now is to demean, degrade, mock, um, tell partial truths about, you know, the people who are different than us. Yeah. And if we can have this combination of truth and grace, we can win the day. Truth without grace makes us a political bully. Yes. Grace without truth makes us a political wimp. Mm-hmm. So we need truth and grace. Very good. Bruce, uh, Bruce Ashford is with us. Bruce Ashford, Letters to an American Christian is his newest work. So, Bruce, uh, we live across the street from a, um, a rental house. And um, the people who own it, um, they, generally, they generally rent out to professors who come through the local colleges. And so people will stay for a year or two. And so what, what my, uh, my youngest child has, has realized, the people will show up. And there's, there's often a bumper sticker on the renter's uh, cars, you know, a family of four or whatever. So a few years ago, a, a professor showed up, and he had a coexist bumper sticker on his car. And my, my then 14-year-old commented on that. Then some time went by, and, of course, they moved out. A new professor moved in. He had a Trump bumper sticker on his car. So around the dinner table, you know, we dissect the bumper stickers, the coexist or make America great again bumper stickers, and quickly we put people into boxes, and we approach yeah. the new neighbors with the expectation of we know who they are mm-hmm. and exactly what their worldview is and how we're ready to respond to that. And I've, I, see, I see this all the time. I see it in myself. And I don't think at any other time, at least you know, in my lifetime, in this place that we live in in America, that we are so quickly to put people in a box, assume we know that their worldview, assume we know who they are, and then deal with them directly from that position, which is more often than not just folly and false. Yeah, that's a brilliant illustration. I love that. I'm going to use it, and I'll try to remember to give you credit. <laughs> but, you know, here's what we do. I think just to sort of rephrase what you said and say it from another angle, when, when we're engaged in a political debate with somebody across the aisle, we tend to take all of the bad things that have been said and done by anyone across the aisle, put them all together in an aggregate, and then place all of them on the backs of every single person who's on the other side of the aisle, right? Yeah. And, and then they do that in return to us, and it just creates a really nasty situation. And what you're saying is love other people enough to know them in their uniqueness, mm-hmm. right? We, res- we, we, we owe that to our fellow humans because they're created in the image and likeness of God. Bruce, it looks like a fantastic project. Um, there's so many more areas that we could go into. This I is love a, it. You've definitely delved into all sorts of different <laughs> topics. You're a brave man. Yes. Are you sure your laptop catches on fire from time to time with the email that comes your way? <laughs> the book is called Letters to an American Christian. The author, Bruce Riley Ashford, Pro- Provost and Professor of Theology and Culture, Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Bruce, thanks so much. John and Kathy, thanks a million. Appreciate Pleasure's it. ours, yes. Hey, uh, stick around. we got lots more ahead. Uh, so more royals are getting married. Yeah, it's National Shrimp Day. What when, if they're going to have shrimp? No, they'll get souvenirs. I'll tell you that, though. We'll talk about that next.
Individual results may vary. My daughter was really sensitive. She took everything personally. She had a lot of trouble in school. He had some impulsivity issues that I was concerned about. He had trouble making friends, having a lot of meltdowns, a lot of tantrums. I feel like all I did was yell at my kid all day. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. This is what he has. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. We started seeing huge differences in her behavior. His focus in class and how he retains the information that the teacher is talking about is just remarkable. I don't doubt for a moment that I made the right decision in taking Sophia to Brain Balance. There is our life before Brain Balance, and there's our life after Brain Balance, and the two don't even resemble each other. It's a totally different life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. When you clean out your garage, you find all kinds of things. Hey, lucky rabbits. Things you forgot you lost. There's my old comic book collection. With a new shed from Yoder's Backyard Structures, you can create more space inside by putting more stuff outside. And it comes fully assembled, painted, and delivered in place free of charge. Steve. Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Hey, uh, honey. I found your brother. Find out what you forgot you lost. Like more space at yodersbackyard.com. Most ordinary gutters last 10 to 15 years. If yours are sagging, cracked, and leaking, it's time to replace them with LeafGuard. Protect your home from water damage and stay off the ladder for good with the only patented one-piece seamless covered gutter system. LeafGuard systems are fabricated on-site by certified professionals and attached directly to the fascia. No sections, no seams, no nails, and come at a variety of colors to match. Most jobs can be done in a single day. Guaranteed to never clog, LeafGuard even earned the good housekeeping seal of approval. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and mention promo code RADIO for the exclusive 99-cent installation and receive a $100 Dining Advantage gift card with your free in-home estimate. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS and get LeafGuard today. That's 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS. All offers subject to terms and restrictions. Call 855-4-NEW-GUTTERS for information subject to change without notice. LeafGuard operates as LeafGuard of Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania under license number PA126357. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds, with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Woo! Well, John's excited. It's not even Friday, people. I feel snappy. May 19th is coming up next week. And uh, you know what May 19th is, John? Mm, I do not. Okay. Well, it's the wedding of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. So pay attention a little. <laughs> Okay, I could care less. No. Honestly, I could really care. Do you care about this? Um, is it televised? My, you know? Yes, I bet it yes. is worldwide and, televised. And people are taking days off work to watch it. Really? Right. Okay, if it's, it's okay, yeah. if it's televised. You will watch it? I will for sure watch it. But wait, though, it's probably I like I want that, you to know I'm totally watching what's it. What's the time difference between uh, here and uh, the UK, right? Uh, I don't know, but I remember when the when uh, Prince William got married to Kate Middleton. They got um, up super it was, early. Yeah, it was on in the morning. Like 2 a.m. Oh, was it that early? I think it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've, here's here's the thing. I have a DVR, so I don't really care. So I oh, can just okay, record good. it. Right. But I'm 
totally watching that. Why do you care? Completely watching that. I could, what's the deal? Because it's such a spectacle. But the, neither of them will be king or queen. No. Neither. No, neither so, one of them. Yeah. So what's the point? It's just a thing. I mean. I guess. I yeah. You have to. What's she gonna wear? I mean, you have to a see dress. her dress. It's gonna be fabulous. She should wear like a pantsuit. How about she wear something like they were wearing the other day at the um, the Catholic uh, Met Gallery? <laughs> at the Catholic bashing thing I, they I'd did pay, at the no, Met. I, I might tune in for that. The, the Metropolitan Museum of Art uh, Costume Institute. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Talk about cultural appropriation. Oh, they didn't care about gracious. that, did they? Okay. So you don't care about no, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's wedding, Mike? Do you I'm care? Sure fine people. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. No. Mike, you're not watching it. No way. <laughs> Tune into that. Wow. It doesn't seem like you even considered watching it. But here's the thing. Even if you can't go, mm-hmm. and I know both of you deep inside, you just don't want to admit it, really mm-hmm. would like to go. Um, there are still souvenirs from the wedding oh, that you can sake. purchase so that you can have a bit of memorabilia going forward in your own life. So you're going to buy like a, a plate. Okay. Well, listen, this is what's available. There's just, I, these are just five things that are available. I okay. thought you two might be interested in them based on your deep and abiding interest in the royals. Mm-hmm. Uh, custom Harry and Meghan champagne flutes. Mm, yeah. Don't want to miss those, do you? What about um, Harry and Meghan paper dolls? Paper dolls? Paper dolls. Mm-hmm. What? It's like the Mills Brothers. Okay. Well, if you don't like that, you can dress up life-size versions of them. No, that's just creepy. That's weird. What, do they blow up dolls? What do you mean? No, they're like cardboard cutouts. They're like really big paper dolls, only they're made of cardboard. Oh, I see. I and, see. But you can put different outfits on them. I and... prefer to hear the Mills Brothers version of paper doll. <laughs> what about um, a Harry and Meghan placemat? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> on top of the placemat, you could put, now this is where you're going to go big dollars, official royal wedding commemorative china. <laughs> is that a set? Yeah. A full set of china. Yeah. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. So it must say what? I'm sure it says, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding or something like yeah. that. Uh, what would that cost you? Oh, I bet it's got to be thousands, thousands of dollars. Mm, yeah. Thousands of dollars. I mean, c- certainly more than the placemat. Yes. You'd have to be bonkers to buy that. You would have to. I mean, that is really. Talk about expendable out. income. Okay. I mean, uh, but if you need a souvenir of a, of a you know, an event like that. Then yeah. That's a souvenir. Nice. Are you a souvenir uh, collector? Do you have souvenirs of like past I, this journeys? This is what I like to do. On every single trip I take, mm-hmm. I like to bring something back that I can put somewhere in my house. Every single trip? Every single trip. Every like, like- Now, that can be like an incredibly small thing that I, I put out. Like I have a little bowl I have on my dresser that reminds me of a trip I went on. It's like this big. Mm-hmm. So it's not, not, it doesn't have to be a large thing. But I really pretty much from every trip like to have just kind of one thing to remind me of it. Oh, wait, no. So like say you went with the kids and, and Eric to like Erie, <laughs> to Erie. No. No, I mean, as much as I love Erie, okay. and I think it's really nice. So not every no, single... No, like, I mean, like, like, a significant trip. Okay. Like, I'm not going to get, you know, if, if I'm going to the strip tomorrow, I'm not going to... No, wait, now you're going to go with the... Oak, <laughs> something to You're going to go with the girls' choir. You're going to be the, um, the, right. the pastor mom. <laughs> the pastor mom. You are. You're the, it's called a chaplain. A chaplain. <laughs> the pastor, pastor mom. mom. Yeah. Okay, so you're the chaplain on the upcoming trip for uh-huh. the girls' choir. Uh-huh. Will you buy a souvenir? Um... Probably, I think really? I've purchased yeah. I've purchased something significant on every trip uh, I've taken really? with the choir. Significant, yeah, uh huh. Something that's hanging in my house. Weren't you wearing one of those um, airport T-shirts the other day, John? <laughs> like, do you collect those T-shirts at no, every airport do, you go to? I do not. I, no, I rarely, um, I, I rarely get a souvenir. Is that right? Yeah. Now, when my kids were little, and I would take you know trips, mission trips, I would always bring something back for the kids. Mm. 
So we have a collection of toy boats from, mm. from around the world. Oh, that's cool. Which that's I think, cool. you know, I, I, I love like that. that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I don't have anything that says, you know, Kenya on a t shirt. No. <laughs> I don't yeah. like. I don't need anything to wear any clothing. That, yeah. but I like to be walking around my house and see some. Like I got this um, when I was in uh, when I was in Indiana a couple years ago. I was at oh, this. I was at Indiana this, souvenirs. No, no, listen. I was in this used furniture place, this antique shop, and I found this absolutely gorgeous framed photo of New York City, mm-hmm. like New York City at like turn of the. 20th century, like 1899. Yeah. It's an old photograph cool. and it's in a gorgeous frame. And it was like $12. Nice. And I just love, there's nothing spectacular about it. I just loved it. Yeah. And I just, and I, it hangs in my, uh, in my living room. And every time I walk past it, I think, I love that. That was a good trip. And that was a good trip. All right. Okay. I get that. Just a reminder just of your place reminder. and your time. Yeah. Just a little reminder. Okay. So I came over that one time you had that uh, shot glass from the state of Michigan. I didn't. Have. Now that was not. <laughs> That was not a quality souvenir, Kat. A little disappointed in you. That's not true. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Senate leaders are reacting to Kim Jong-un's early morning release of three Americans held prisoner in North Korea. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says Secretary of State Mike Pompeo deserves a lot of credit for the release. The families of these three men and the entire country are so grateful. Minority Leader Charles Schumer says he's grateful too, up to a point. We can't be fooled into giving the North Korean regime credit for returning Americans that never should have been detained in the first place? The release of the three American citizens came in advance of a June 12th summit in Singapore between President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Linda Kenyon, Washington. Another good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 196 points to 24,739. The Nasdaq rose 65. The S&P advanced 25. Crude oil up 22 cents to $71.36 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. Hi, this is John Hall. How'd you sleep last night? I slept good, real good. Last night, I fell asleep fast. Then I dreamt about tropical beaches, little puppies, a mountain of candy, and steak. I mean, that's a really good night's sleep. And I woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. It's all thanks to my pillow, And that same great night's sleep can be yours anywhere you go. Right now, inventor Mike Lindell is offering his four-pack special for Word FM listeners. Get two full-size MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows so there's no excuse not to get a good night's sleep wherever you go. Plus, the machine washable and dryable and are backed by MyPillow's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just call 1-800-961-9207 and use the promo code WORD to get the four-pack special. Or enter promo code WORD at MyPillow.com and get the four-pack special today. That's 1-800-961-9207 or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. A moo-moo here and a moo-moo there. Here a moo, there a moo, everywhere a moo-moo. Hi there, it's me, Marsha from the Springhouse, inviting you out to our real working dairy farm in 84 PA on a Saturday before Memorial Day for our annual Farm Heritage Day. During this annual event, two giant tents will hold 20-plus old-time crafters, 
sharing their wares with you like sheep shearing, wool spinning, quilting, and leather punching. Our old-fashioned chore girls will be churning butter, kneading bread dough, and rolling pie dough, and they'll need lots of helpers, too. Take the tour of our modern milking facility where you get to try your hand at milking Sally the Tour Cow. The Springhouse Cooks will feature all kinds of fabulous eats inside, too. So come hungry for hot roast beef and gravy, real mashed potatoes, and so much more. Farm Heritage Day at the Springhouse on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, 11 to 4. Let us share a little of our farm with you. Springhousemarket.com or give us a call at 724-228-3339. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Since 1976, over 250,000 inmates have attended a Kairos prison ministry three and a half day retreat behind prison walls only to come face-to-face with Jesus through the love of a Kairos volunteer. Kairos is an interdenominational ministry that trains ordinary Christians, men and women like you and me, to share the heart of the gospel with inmates on the inside and their families on the outside. All of us were prisoners to sin until our Savior set us free. Your time as a Kairos volunteer not only changes the lives of inmates, it changes you, inside and out. New 25-member teams are forming now. Call 412-368-6691 to begin training today. Kairos Prison Ministries, 412-368-6691. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 50 degrees. Tomorrow, some sunshine to start, then becoming cloudy with a shower around in the afternoon. High 68, a couple of showers for the evening hours tomorrow night, low 58. Saturday, breezy and warmer with occasional sun and a shower or thunderstorm, especially during the afternoon. High Saturday, 82. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Thursday, May 10th. Coming up this hour, and from our big words department, heterodoxy to the rescue. Our guest, April Lawson. Also this hour, 25 ways to kill the toxic ego that will ruin your life. I'm ashamed to be here, but not ashamed enough to leave. Here are John Hall and Kathy Emmons. (laughs) Poor guy. Ashamed to be here, but not ashamed enough to leave. Maybe you could use counseling. I think all of all of us could. Could we not? Hey, uh, say what you will about Pittsburgh and the potholes and the cloudy weather and whatnot. We, at least right now, we don't have a volcano in our backyard. Right? Can you believe Holy smokes. that video and the photography of it? Oh, my Man. gosh. That's amazing. It really is. I mean, it's fascinating to watch. I and mean, you really feel bad about all these homes. Yeah. Uh, more than 26 homes have been destroyed. And it looks like more and more are on their way. Uh, most of these homes, you know, they, they're buying land in the sort of like right next to this volcano because the land is cheap. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like living in the country, if that's such a thing, in Hawaii. So there's all these people who are kind of off the grid. The roads aren't paved. Many people don't have utilities. They're using solar, wa- you know, solar power and you know what, rainwater that comes in for their washing and whatnot. So it's you know on the fringe. So all of a sudden, there's this explosion and this molten lava coming down. And today, 
Authorities have said you can expect more. I mean, this is crazy what may happen. And there's already a historical precedent for this. This happened back in 1924. Listen to this. Geologists, this is from uh, today's New York Times. Geologists have warned that Hawaii's Kilauea volcano could erupt explosively and send boulders, rocks, and ash into the air around its summit in the coming weeks. The risk will rise as lava drains from the summit crater down the flank of the volcano, and explosions could occur if the lava drops below the groundwater level. There's also potential for ash, steam, and sulfur dioxide um, emissions. Now, they're saying that these boulders, some is, you know, 100, 200 pounds, flying in the air and then landing hundreds and hundreds of yards away. And this they're talking about the, the molten ash coming down like snow up to 20 miles away. So the sky essentially is on fire and raining down on people. It may happen soon. They don't oh know gosh. when it's going to happen, but they're keeping an eye on it. And it all depends upon how much water is at the base, at the very top of the volcano. And as it drains down, it creates steam and then creates an explosive device, essentially. It's, it says this. I was reading on a story from AP, not the New York Times like you you had, but very, very hazardous yeah. was the label they put on a volcanic vent opening under a facility where fuel is stored. Did you hear about this? Yes. Yeah. Underneath the ground. Yeah. yeah. So the Hawaii governor talked about a geothermal energy plant, which is near the lava outbreak. And uh, it stores flammable gas next to a next to an lava. Uh, next to an exploding volcano, mm-hmm. right? God help these people! I mean, oh my gosh! Your so they, gone, so your these ho- these blocks that could be ejected from this volcano. I mean, I can't even uh, imagine. So they said that these blocks could be up to two yards square. Yeah, flying through the air. That's like six foot by six foot. I mean, that's right. crazy. Yeah. Hot metal rocks raining down on you. So the government apparently has tried to evacuate as many people, mm-hmm. but some people just refuse to leave. I mean, this is like sort of in some ways like Mount St. Right. Helens. Remember right. that? I mean, that massive explosion that just leveled that mountain and created, you know. Now, here's the thing. I was really wonderland. young. I was in sixth grade when Mount St. Helens erupted. And I don't, and I remember it happening. Yeah. And I remember us talking about it afterward, but I don't remember leading up to it. Were they, they were trying to evacuate people? Yeah, they did. They, they, okay. they forced people off, but some people, several people died. I mean, it's kind of like that old homesteader thing. I'm just not leaving. This is my place and mm-hmm. whatever happens is going to happen. So essentially the same thing is happening here in Hawaii. People just refuse to leave. They're afraid. Now they, uh, they've already arrested. This is the low point of humanity. They've al- already arrested people for looting. So, what is wrong with yeah. humanity? So, you know, people are saying, I'm not going to leave my house because my house is going to be looted. But by crazy also, people, by right. volcano looters. Well, I also got to worry about the lava coming and swallowing things Good as well. Grief. So, I was out. God bless those people. I was out in the Pacific Northwest uh, four or five years ago, and it was the first time I had ever seen, um, first I'd ever seen Washington or Oregon. And I, I had seen, um, uh, what's the mount? Why can't I think of what the mountain in Seattle is? Rainier. I had seen Rainier uh, because we'd been in Seattle for a couple of days, but we were driving south to Portland, and all of a sudden, I looked out the window. I was like, kind of, you know, dreaming, and I looked out the window, and all of a sudden, there was Mount St. Helens. Cool. And what's so 
shocking about it. Now, again, I know Mount St. Helens is a real thing, but it is different when you have seen pictures of something your whole life and then you see the thing. <laughs> yeah. You see the thing. And it is like – it looks like it, it's so violent. Mm-hmm. What I mean, it's just cut off. Of course it is. And I had just spent two days looking at Mount Rainier in this beautiful peak it has and it's just such a gorgeous cone shape and it's just like every m- mountain you think – and then you look at that and you think – Right. That's brutal. That's what the power of nature. Right. It's yeah. really spectacular. Last year, I was fortunate enough. I was in Nicaragua, and they took us in the last day to uh, Messiah, which is this gigantic volcano in Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. And you drive up to the summit, and you're allowed 10 minutes per sort of group of people who go in because the things are so noxious. Right, you could get knocked out by the by the fumes. So you go up and you walk up real fast, and then you look down the hillside, literally into the mouth of the volcano. No way! Oh, it's so cool, and it's bubbling and spewing. It's fabulous to see. So you stand there for you know. Was it hot uh, where you were? Yeah, it was hot. Yeah, it was. You were in Nicaragua, so it was hot. Yeah, but but, I mean, yeah, you could feel the you know the steam coming at you like in the waves. But to see it up close. Holy smokes. Okay, so how did they determine that when that's not safe to do? I mean, because anything could happen at any time. It's a volcano, right? Yeah, I'm sure that there's, you know, monitors and geological geologists on top of that thing, no pun intended, who, who monitor this. But look, this this one in Kilauea, that's, this is the most active volcano. It's been active for, for over a long 150 time. Yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're on top of these things. Let's hope so. <sighs> All right. Hey, I want to say one other thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, we have to say happy birthday to Nan. Hey, hey, her true birthday. Her true birthday. Yeah, man. My mother celebrating a birthday today. Excellent. Happy birthday, Nan. Nanny, happy I birthday mean, to you. Now, I talked about it yesterday. I feel like I have to talk about it again because it's just such a great story. So my mom is a twin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she and her twin sister, Doris. Identical twins? Fraternal. Okay. Could not be less identical. Uh, they were born on... There you go. Is your birthday? Mm-hmm. And I wish you many, many, many more. That's right, man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they were born on opposite sides of midnight. That is so cool, isn't it? I love so that. actually, my aunt's birthday was yesterday yeah. because she was born first. She's the elder, and then my mom was born. I think seven minutes later uh, today on May tenth. But all the years growing up, because they were twins, everybody thought it was weird that they celebrated their birthday on different days, so they just decided to celebrate it on the 9th. But now that we know the truth, we're celebrating it today. Yes. We're doing it both, let's be honest. Happy birthday, Nan. Happy birthday, Nan. She doubles up, doesn't she? She does double up. She should. She uh, she had a big blowout luncheon today at Eaton Park. <laughs> best pies ever. That's right. Don't jump on that New Mike bandwagon, knows it. Mike. Please exactly jump, right. jump on that. But here's that. the best thing. You want to know where she was for breakfast? Where? A different Eaton Park. What? <laughs> And for dinner? Who knows? It could be a third. Oh, that's a trifecta. If there I don't was even one. know. All right. Happy birthday, Happy Nanny birthday, Poo. Nanny. We love you, very, Nan. Very nice. Love you. Okay, we're going to take a break. Come back, and uh, we're going to dive deep into Yes, we are. If you're concerned about universities in America right now and the fact that you can't have divergent opinions, well, join us as we talk about a brand new group of university professors who are trying to encourage actual dialogue. 101.5 WORD. On the next Focus on the Family, you may be facing or will face what you consider to be an unthinkable circumstance. 
Well, the unthinkable happened to Carol Kent when her son was arrested and imprisoned. Her testimony will help you trust God even in the most challenging of seasons. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. This is an urgent update to open the floodgates. Our campaign to send Bibles to Africa. Hi, listeners of Word FM. It's Mike with Bible League International in Kenya and Eastern Africa has been devastated by spring flooding. It's severe there, and more than 150 people have died, some even while they slept in their homes, and more than a quarter of a million children and adults have nothing, not even the Swahili Bibles they earn through our discipleship program. But our prayer right now is that you'll pray for these brothers and sisters in the faith and that you'll be as generous as you can by sending a Bible for $5. You know, right now, a $100 gift is not only tax-deductible, it will provide Bibles for 20 Christians in Africa. Would you be as generous as you can and call 800-670-9110? Or you can give at wordfm.com. And God bless you for caring during this time of incredible need. Right now at CVS Pharmacy, you can earn up to 50 extra bucks rewards each year just for filling prescriptions, which means the medicines you take to stay healthy might also do a little something for the health of your wallet. So visit your local CVS Pharmacy to sign up and start earning up to 50 extra bucks rewards on prescriptions. Terms and conditions apply. Not valid on all prescriptions, including those purchased in Arkansas, New Jersey, or New York. Other state restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash pharmacy rewards or the pharmacy for details. Today's world craves leaders. Leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive. Through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics. An independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Hello everybody, I'm Tunch Elkin and I'd like to invite you to join me, head coach Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Leon's Crumb from Atlanta and Ed Glover of Urban Impact for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 9th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Come experience fellowship, prayer, worship while hearing powerful messages and attend breakout sessions, all designed for us to up our games as godly men and mentors. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. In October of 2015, an email came out from the administration at Yale University. At Yale. Mm-hmm. Cautioning students that in the upcoming Halloween celebrations that they should be careful what they wore as costumes. That they should not culturally appropriate anything. They shouldn't wear red face or black face or, you know. Anything that may be offensive any to fe- minorities. You know, right. right. A- or anything that would make fun of anyone. Okay. All right. Well, it's interesting that a college would have the wherewithal to to want right. to, or, or would think that that was something that they needed to say or yeah. enforce. Well, you're home. You're away from home for the first time, perhaps, right. and so we want to make sure that you follow the proper etiquette of what it is to be an American citizen. Right. Right. So uh, I, shortly thereafter, one of the Yale professors, um, her last name is Christakos. I can't remember her first name. Um, she came out and said. Is there no space anymore to just do something crazy? You know, to just 
your college. step out and you're co- right i mean isn't college the time when you're supposed to kind of you know push new ideas yeah. and whatever and so you have the slippery rock anyway that turned into the most unbelievable furor at yale university and um her husband who is also a professor nicholas christakos um the videos uh, circulated in particular of him trying to have a conversation um, on the grounds of the university with a bunch of, of antagonistic students. Um, and it just started, a, a, I think, a larger conversation in our country about what it is that's happening on college campuses and why dissenting opinions are shouted down um, instead of just debated or talked about or even just tolerated. Right. So in this uh, edition, the current edition of Comet Magazine, our next guest, April Lawson, has written a piece called Heterodoxity to the Rescue. April works for David Brooks and Ross Duvat at the New York Times. She provides research, editing, and substantive framing to biweekly columns on topics ranging from American moral narratives to campus policy. And she joins us today to talk about the article that she wrote in Comet. April, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. Thank you. So, April, talk about, did you hear about the issue at Yale first? Did you see the video? How did you first hear about what had happened? Well, I actually, I went to Yale um, a few years before this all happened. Uh, But so I heard about it from my friends. Okay. And uh, And were they there there on campus or had they also graduated? Most of them had graduated. I did know some people who were still on campus. Um, and the reactions were really complicated. Um, but, I mean, as soon as I heard about it, I uh, read everything I could find about it and watched the videos. Um, and they're pretty shocking. Yeah. Um, and it, it really made me want to know, like, what, what clearly the, there's one student in particular in the, the most famous video who's just very upset. And I wanted to know, like, what, what was driving her? Because she was clearly, she was furious, but sincerely so. Um, and I wanted to know, like, you know, how has Yale changed so much in the last, you know, four or five years since I've been gone? And, and also just what what is going on inside people, inside the students that is leading to this kind of response? Right. Um, April, when you say that the videos were shocking, for our listeners who didn't see the videos, talk about what was shocking about them to you. Yeah. Um, well, it's not, I mean... Basically, it's just uh, there's um, a crowd of students and uh, one in particular who um, the so Yale has a, a sort of residential dorm system that they call them houses and uh, the the woman who sent out the email that everyone objected to was the wife of someone who was at that time called the master or the person who was supposed to make sort of create the community in the house and so. He was the professor, and there was a student in his college um, who said, you know, basically, you're supposed to make this a welcoming place for us. This is not about debate. And he said that what what was surprising is that he, you know, he stayed very calm the whole time and just said, I don't agree with that, that kind of thing. And she started just screaming and saying, you know, using expletives, saying, you don't deserve your job. How can you sleep at night? That kind of thing. Right. Um, all over what would seem to be a relatively small issue about Halloween costumes. Uh, so, so yeah. what does this mean about the, the moral ground on campus or just the, the, the common sense and wisdom about what's happened on American campuses? Can you speak to that? Because as a graduate of Yale University, I mean, clearly one of, the, one of if not the most elite university in the country, it, it attracts mm-hmm. a special kind of student. 
It absolutely does. Um, and I, you know, I love the place, but I actually think this is a pretty broad phenomenon. And I would say, that, and of course, there have been major upsets at, at a lot of different schools. Um, I think what's going on is that there is, um, well, there are a bunch of pieces of it, but basically uh, every student, um, you know, uh, there's a, a book, uh, Middlemarch, um, it's a classic, and it talks about how the main character is, quote, spiritually ambitious. Yes. Um, and we don't have that, we don't talk about that very much anymore, but it's basically, it's the desire to um, be part of a moral story. You know, we yes. talk a lot about uh, students' career dreams, but we don't talk about um, their spiritual dreams or their their desire to to be not just to do good but to like be good to be part of something mm-hmm. big and and righteous and um, you know to to really do something that matters in that way um, and so we, what I think has happened is that um, there's been a sort of breakdown in community uh, on campuses and elsewhere particularly due to technology and uh, there are not a lot of because of Mm, the secularization of the university because of the emphasis on the sciences rather than the humanities uh, for a variety of reasons. There is just a vacuum in terms of or an absence of moral stories for people to be part of. And so what's happened then is that there's there's one on offer right now, and that is uh, a sort of narrative about systemic oppression. Um, and uh, so... And, and that there are oppressed groups and um, privileged groups. And so if you, you know, if you go to college and you want to be, you know, part of something good, like part of justice, part of um, making the world better, uh, and there's just this one story that you're offered, of course you want to join it. Of sure. course you want to be part of, um, you know, not just sort of uh, making money or, or uh that kind of impact, mm-hmm. but like right, you want to change, you want to change the world. Exactly, yeah, and in a in a spiritual way, not mm-hmm. just a um, sort of pragmatic way. Sure. Uh, and I think a lot of people get very are very caught up in that. It's very compelling to them. Yeah, and I, so. I think you've written um, a terrific argument here, and it really caused me to to stop and think. Earlier today, John and I had watched those Yale videos, and um, mm-hmm. it's they're so. It seems so preposterous from our perspective right. sitting at a desk as adults who have mm-hmm. jobs and families and children. You think this is, this doesn't even make any sense. Looking, mm-hmm. it's so, mm-hmm. it's so unbelievably, uh, internalized and so immature right. emotionally. Um, mm. but I appreciate the fact that instead of reacting to those videos and those, that perspective with, you know, cynicism or ridicule, mm-hmm. you've tried to think a little more deeply about it and say, okay, how did we end up with students who think this way? And how do mm-hmm. we, how did we end up with students who have, uh, who make choices to act this way? Um, and so mm-hmm. let me bring up a, a point in your article that I found particularly interesting. And that's, um, mm-hmm. the point you made between liberal and illiberal institutions. And without getting too much mm-hmm. into the weeds for our listeners, um, I think we can make it really simple. And that is that when you're talking about liberal institutions, you're not talking about how we see conservative liberal today. You're talking about classically liberal institutions, which just basically means an institution that values freedom of thought and conversation. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have to balance. So that would be your university, right? Where you're, where we're looking mm-hmm. for freedom of thought. We're looking for the exploration of ideas. We want to hear what you think and you want to hear what I think. And we're going to get together and we're just going to talk about it and, and hopefully grow together. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, mm-hmm. um, we have to remember that most universities at the founding of our country were founded under an umbrella of illiberal institutions, which is not a negative mm-hmm. moniker. So why don't you explain what illiberal institutions were? Absolutely. Or are. So I think this is right. Uh, really interesting. There's, um, you know, illiberalism is a is a, a bad word these days. But what all it really means is that you value something more than freedom of thought uh, or freedom in general. Um, and it doesn't mean you don't value it, but you seek truth somewhere else. And yes. so, any you know, any religious faith, any sort of um, intense social philosophy. So Marxism is illiberal. Um, Certain kinds of conservatism are illiberal. Uh, any religion is illiberal, and it just um, the great the the amazing thing about America is that we have always and and the university is a reflects this. We've always been able to have all of our different sort of the the core sources of your moral beliefs, which are just always basically illiberal, be in conversation with you with one another. Yeah. Right. So it started with freedom of religion, where everybody it was crucial that like you know the pilgrims came over and they like they were going to practice their particular form of faith but they didn't require that you that that everyone did it that way um and so you could have sort of uh illiberal and and that just means like sort of um moral beliefs that don't prioritize uh, freedom over everything else you could just have all of those in conversation with one another and it would be vibrant and dynamic and uh, everybody would learn something. Yes. And um, so and so the university, yeah. April, was existing, um, you know, encouraging ideas and stew. wanting to hear, hear ideas right as a stew of ideas. But under the umbrella or under with the understanding that there are certain definitives, there are certain things mm-hmm. that are true. We hold and these truths. We hold these right. And so, you know, whether, you know, it's, an, it's a university that was founded by the Presbyterian Church or it was a university mm-hmm. that was founded you know under a certain scientific mantra there was an overarching moral principle that allowed these ideas to flow and that's where we're getting into trouble today because all of the institutions that would have provided those types of moral certainties like marriage Mm -hmm. like the church like you know large community institutions those are crumbling and therefore we're ending up you're saying and and tell me if i'm getting this right with students who Mm -hmm. arrive at a university like yale or at any university who are 18 years old and now don't have that umbrella of moral certainty and so when they go to engage in the world of ideas they're doing it in a different way than it's been done in the past Mm -hmm. exactly and it's you know the thing is that everybody needs like everybody needs morality um people say they don't like politics that they're apolitical everybody everybody is political in some sense everybody is moral in some sense and so what happens is that um, there's this large segment of society that has tried to reject morality, but they, that leaves a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and the the wonderful thing about traditional forms of morality, which many of which are religious, but not all, is that they are uh, fundamentally moderate. And I want to define that a little bit because I don't mean uh, they pick like the middle position on a lot of things. What I mean is that uh, the way that I define radicalism is that it's prioritizing one one kind of good at the expense of everything else. Yes. And so the problem with campuses right now 
is that they're prioritizing one form of justice over everything, over everything else. else. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Right. What you need is a system. So all the traditions of thought have multiple goods, right? So you have justice, you have mercy, you have um, humility, you have all sorts of different uh, things that reflect different different goods and different needs, and they they don't. You can't have all of them at once. And they, they're sort of they compete with each other, and that means that um, you don't end up uh, sort of forgetting sides of humanity. So you don't end up forgetting that the person you're talking to is just a human being who's trying to figure out the truth like you are. Um, And and yeah, so I think that that's just, uh, there's a a significant absence of that. And so this kind of this new orthodoxy, which is ostensibly, you know, not a morality, but absolutely is. But absolutely is, right. Fill that that gap. Yeah, there's there's no way that you can look at the young woman, the shrieker, as she's been named. Right. You can't look at the, at the shrieker who's 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 shrieking at the professor and not see very the very first thing is that she has a sense of morality that she feels has been violated. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Very deep. And violated is a very important word there. Yeah, it's because it's there's something pure and good that has been uh, uh, desecrated for her. Um, I also would just say that uh, you know. She is named the Shrieker, and there are all sorts of nasty things that are said about her. I, I consider her like I don't know her, of course, but yeah. like that that she has a moral perspective, right? It's yeah. just mm-hmm. that it's showing up in this sort of crazy um, way, in challenging way. Sure, <laughs> 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 very diplomatic, April. <laughs> April, okay, we need to break, take a break. April, can you stay with us for a few more minutes? Sure. Oh, great, absolutely. April Lawson is with us. Uh, she wrote a piece in Comet Magazine, heterodoxy to the rescue. Stick around. Our conversation continues in a few minutes. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. Individual results may vary. He wasn't developing relationships with other children. He's mainly played by himself. I couldn't find anybody to help me. We did the psychiatrist and the psychologist and the neurologist and all the different ologists trying to find something that worked for him. School really wanted him medicated. I knew that Brooke could connect the dots, so to speak, because it just, there was something just disconnected for her. Something Brain Balance did for me was help me understand why Louie was the way he was. What Brain Balance did was give us a very distinct game plan. We're going to get from point A to point B, and this is how we're going to do it. At school, the teachers can't believe the change that has come about. Now he has a voice, whereas before he didn't have one. So for that, we're so grateful to Brain Balance. It's just been amazing what Brain Balance has done for her. It's a totally different 
life. Why just mask your child's learning and behavioral issues when you can get to the root of the problem? Call Brain Balance today and make a real difference in the life of your child. Call 724-390-9012. That's 724-390-9012. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping, like today. Stay road ready for half the price. Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw will change your oil and filter for half off at just $19.95. For repair and maintenance, ASC certified techs, Napa parts, and a fair price, go with Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 50 degrees. Tomorrow, some sunshine to start, then becoming cloudy with a shower around in the afternoon. High 68. A couple of showers for the evening hours tomorrow night. Low 58. Saturday, breezy and warmer with occasional sun and a shower or thunderstorm, especially during the afternoon. High Saturday, 82. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. talking about college campuses why can't we just talk anymore april lawson is with us she works for david brooks and ross daltit at the new york times she provides research and editing and substantive framing to bi-weekly columns on all sorts of topics if you read either one of those people you know what those topics are but she also does her own research focusing on morality and feminism and america's current fragmentation in politics and culture um, which is being evidenced by what we see i think on our country's university campuses yes so uh April, you wrote this uh, article in Comment Magazine, which um, we talk to people from Comment all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Comment Magazine, I would describe it, you know, um, um, as written by people of faith for people of faith, and it has a certain mm-hmm. sort of um, a deeper intellectual heft to it. So I would imagine that you yourself are a person of faith. Is that fair to say? Uh, yes, it's complicated, but yes. Oh, it's compl- okay, so then talk about that. About were you when you were uh, on campus at Yale? What was that mm-hmm. like? Um, were there people of faith who were outwardly expressing their faith and in in, in some sort of intellectual way meeting on campus? Mm, interesting. Yes, um, it was sort of um, so. There definitely were. Uh, uh, Christian groups or Jewish groups, um, yes. and, and I'm sure others as well. Um, but they were fairly quiet. Um, and the, however, what was interesting, I had this wonderful friend who was just reviled by everybody on campus because he was this outspoken critic of abortion. And um, I remember there was one, uh, this is going to give you a bad picture of Yale, but there was this one day that um, <laughs> one of uh, my roommates, actually, I lived above him, um, cut his article, his pro-life article out of the newspaper, lit it on fire, and dangled it outside his window. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. However, you know, he also, he did, like, he took on the argument straight, straight, and, like, you know, it's not surprising he got a reaction. Most people, uh, it was, I think, relatively comfortable. 
not necessarily to talk super explicitly about particulars of faith, but, you know, you could have a Bible study, you could um, have an advocacy group, that was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And not fear, mm-hmm. not fear of like being under attack or anything like that. Right, right, no. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you said, April, that when you went, when you saw these videos in 15 and you'd been out of school four or five years or whatever, you were amazed mm-hmm. at how much things had changed on campus. Were there, I mean, were there, you know, hints of, you know, a type of, you know, shutting down mm-hmm. of dialogue when you were there? Well, what I will say is that there was, um, I, I could see the precursor for sure, I mean, okay. in retrospect anyway, um, because I was also a, a conservative of a certain type, and, and I, uh, <laughs> I was also an anthropology major, and that meant that there were a lot of classes where, like, boy, it was just, you could feel it as soon as you walked in that right. the things I thought yeah. were not things that other people particularly wanted to hear. Right. And it's not, um, I didn't see a lot of... Uh, explicit, like, you can't say that, um, which is what seems to me has changed. Um, and another thing, by the way, that's changed is just that the, I hear from students at Yale now that not only will you be called out on social media for saying something bad, but you'll be called out on social media for not liking something that is like pro social justice fast enough. Um, and so it's just, it's just intensified. So if you're not with us, then you're against us. Right. Exactly. And you better be with us quickly and vocally. Wow. Yep. Right. I remember, you know, John and I have been doing this show uh, nine years, and we often talk mm-hmm. about certain things that have happened historically in the amount of time we've been doing the show so that, we, that we saw mm-hmm. as touchstones. Like, oh, I remember when mm-hmm. that day happened, I knew I knew things had changed. Interesting. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I remember this one article uh, that we read, and it was a it was a dust up at Dartmouth. And this was maybe five mm-hmm. or six years ago um, about a man that they had hired who had an association with the um, Anglican Church in Africa. Sure. And um, mm-hmm. and because of the, the difficulties um, with dealing with homosexuality in the Anglican Church mm-hmm. and with the rulers, mm-hmm. particularly Uganda, I believe, um, that he had an association mm-hmm. with, he was offered a position at Dartmouth that was rescinded. And he mm-hmm. had nothing to mm-hmm. do. He had, And it was one of those instances right. where you think, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. He had nothing to do with anything that had happened with the Anglican Church in, in, mm-hmm. in it, it, that had to do with homosexuality, but it was like guilt by association. Right. But in the article, mm-hmm. I remember this line and I wrote it down and it's like burned on my brain. Um, mm-hmm. The student activist on Dartmouth said, we no longer are interested in tolerance. Mm-hmm. We demand mm-hmm. we demand advocacy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said to John, yeah. I said, this is the new, this is going to be the new thing. Here we go. And this mm-hmm. is what it was. That was the, that was the yeah. touchstone for me. I thought, okay, we're in a new place now. Yep. So it's not just that I have to tolerate your point of view or even, even say, I'm glad you have the right to that point of view. It's that if I don't advocate your point of view, now there's something mm-hmm. wrong with mm-hmm. me. Well, right. Yeah. And I think that the, it's interesting, but it, it actually, it seems like it's come out of nowhere, but it, but it actually hasn't because for several, for quite a few, um, well, at least a few decades now, uh, I think there's been the, what we used to worry about on college campuses was relativism, right? And the, I think that there was sort of an evisceration of just moral, like, for it being acceptable to state a moral position on campus. Um, and so it got to the point where everybody had to tolerate everything. There was no sort of sense of, um, that there was an objective standard, uh, and, you know, this is what we worried about in the 80s, and, and it, it just left a vacuum, mm-hmm. and the vacuum, nature abhors a vacuum, you know? Right. And so now we're seeing... Um, What's filled it. Uh, right. 
and and so it's. I think this has actually been a long time in the making. I see. So yeah. when you look at uh, where we are right now, you know, uh, you're certainly mm-hmm. young enough to, to uh, sort of arch mm-hmm. ahead. What, mm-hmm. what do you think? What's going to happen here? I mean, uh, how does this play mm-hmm. out in the next ten or twenty years in America? Mm, that's a good question. I think that. Um, well, I'll tell you <laughs> one pessimistic thing and one optimistic thing. Okay, good. Um, the, the pessimistic thing is that, uh, particularly with the 2016 election, people are. Um, I think that the the sense that uh, one of the ways that I see this is that there are moral languages in our country that have become mutually unintelligible. There are different mm. communities, and they can't talk to each yeah. other about the things that matter most um, because they use different words, and each one's words offend the other. Anyway, I think that um, people are activated, and they are uh, that's worse. And I don't. I think I have to say I think it may get worse before it gets better. Um, the the hopeful thing I would say though is that. Um, is that there are uh, a lot of adults and, and and students who are taking this very seriously. And I want to tell you a just a short story from a um, uh, this really inspiring uh, pastor in New Haven uh, who I talked to shortly, I think in the spring of 2016, right after this happened. And he um, is an African-American pastor there who, who ministers to a lot of Yale's African-American students. And he said that he's been, you know, that, uh, I went to talk to him because he he was uh, someone recommended him to me as somebody who thought deeply about this, and he said that he counseled a lot of the, you know, people who would have been in that crowd at Silliman screaming at the master or whatever, like people who feel like they they're being personally wounded by language and things that that's that are is being used, and um, you know, he really empathized with them uh, and would also tell them that they could come, you know. And, and take refuge in uh, their community and in the sanctuary and all that, but that they did ultimately have to go back out and, and continue engaging um, with mm. the people, the, the free speech people or whoever. And that the reason um, is that uh, by doing so, they honor the fact that that person is a child of God. Um, and so there, that, that even, it, even if it comes at a cost, even if it does hurt you, even if it is a sacrifice, um, your, your mission in the world is to love people and uh, that 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 is ultimately more important. And I, you know, and that's from the social justice side, right. ultimately. We um, could use more of so, that perspective. Yes, we, we could. sure could. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. sure could. Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, April, this has been a real pleasure. Thanks yeah, for thanks joining so us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks yeah. so much. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. April wrote a, a really provocative. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the Heterodoxy Academy. We got. We need <laughs> to. We need to do that next time. Um, anyway, she wrote a great piece in Comment Magazine, and I'll post it on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. And you can find um, April's interview on our Facebook. No, on our webpage, JohnandKathyShow.com. Very nice. Hey, stick around. We're going to talk about twenty-five ways to kill the toxic ego that will ruin your life. WORD. What if God presented you with a choice to make? Do you want to be successful in your career or do you want to be his servant? How would you answer? Well, sometimes believers fall into the belief that they should use their personal ambitions to accomplish something for Christ. But what God really wants more than anything else is for us to be a servant. The book of 2 Corinthians has many more such insights. So I hope that you can join us this week on Through the Bible Radio with Dr. J. Vernon McKee. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. It costs about $47,000 a year to keep one person in prison. 
With 2.3 million inmates in the U.S., that's over $60 billion a year. And what about the cost in broken marriages and families, the wives and kids of inmates who are doing time on the outside? Thankfully, Kairos Prison Ministry is making a difference. In fact, this nonprofit, non-denominational ministry has been around for nearly 40 years, training Christian men and women like you and me to proclaim the gospel to inmates and their families and to demonstrate the tangible love of Jesus Christ. And they do it all free of charge for state and federal institutions, reducing the rate of recidivism from 50 to 20%. If you've been looking to do something bold and meaningful for God, consider doing time with inmates and their families. New 25-member teams are forming now. To find out more, call 412-368-6691. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691. Do you have a retirement account worth more than $100,000? Pay very close attention to what I'm about to tell you. Gold is a better way. Gold, it's better. Better way to protect your retirement, a better way to grow your retirement, and better than everything you're currently doing inside your retirement account. My name is Adam Barada. I'm the founder of goldisabetterway.com. And I'm so certain gold is going higher in price and going to outperform stocks and bonds. I've created the world's first gold retirement protection platform ever built. If you have an IRA or 401k, I want to give you free access. Once you see this, you'll have no choice but to agree. And all you need to do is call for your special code. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. On a recorded line, you'll get a special code. You can join the site for free. No salespeople, no rigmarole. Just call 800-900-8000. Get your code. Get it now. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way.com. Commence Exxon and Mobile field test. Scientists observed subject A at station refueling with Synergy gasoline. Available in three grades and meticulously engineered to help protect your engine from deposits while giving you better gas mileage. Clearly subject A is intelligent. Maybe subject A wants to get a burger and be best friends. Subject A is leaving. Conclusion, Synergy Gasoline gives you better gas mileage and Subject A is a maybe for burgers and best friends. Exxon and Mobile. Energy lives here. Fuel economy claims are compared with gasoline meeting minimum government standards. Results will vary. Visit exxon.com or mobile.com for details. live in this world now right where we're all social media and it, it involves so much of ego doesn't it this oh my this well this, thanksgiving day parade balloon you right know, we well, all like, get we trumpeted were, up we're talking about the yo video we watched yeah i mean that talk about ego yeah because yale many other ivy league schools the best and the brightest sure and these kids have all been told you're fabulous you're fat right. you know from from preschool forward and so then they go to Yale or whatever place, and then for the first time, they're you know they are young adults in air quotes and on their own, and then that ego thing blossoms. I mean, it was gigantic before. Now that they're away from home, so anyway, we saw this piece called Twenty Five Ways to Kill the Toxic Ego That Will Ruin Your Life." I follow this guy. Wow. Uh, this guy's name is Ryan Holiday, and I like him. He's a, he's an interesting guy. Always got some uh, really cool thoughts. But he talks about this. He says, the minute that we begin to believe in our own greatness, mm-hmm. that then we, be ki- we begin to kill our ability to be truly creative hmm. because that just gets in the way. It that acts as way, a yeah. wall, right? Mm-hmm. So self-absorption ruins the very thing that it celebrates. So how do you keep this toxic ego from 
Ruining everything. Yeah, from rock, just crushing your, your life. So he does 25 things, and we'll just let's run okay, through Okay, so these these. are things that we could do, that, that we should practice, so that our pride and ego doesn't get in the way of us being successful, creative people. So we come back to being humble, to be humble it in all always, things. Doesn't it always come back to that? When you think you're all that, you are not all <gasps> what, that. I, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and you know what? God, I lo- this line, I remind myself of this all the time, God opposes <laughs> the proud. Yes. I think when... When I think of that, I think it's not that God's not pleased with the proud or like God yeah. opposes. Contrary to whatever you think you may be. Yeah, I Mike. think too highly of myself to have an ego. <laughs> oh, is that right, yeah. Mike? Yeah. Okay, well, right. you might not need to pay attention right. to this. Anyway, segment. getting back to me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. As people say. Okay, so 25 things that will kill your, uh, keep you away from your toxic ego. Adopt the beginner's mindset. Essential. Adopt the beginner's mindset. He says this. It's impossible to learn that which it's impossible to learn that which one thinks one already knows. Right. Okay. When we let ego tell us that we have are arrived and figured it all out, it prevents us from learning. Yes. Pick up a book on a subject that you have know next to nothing mm-hmm. about. Walk through a library or bookstore. Remind yourself of how little you, you know. know. <laughs> you know nothing yeah. about anything yes. compared to what there is to know about that thing. How do you keep your toxic ego at bay? Focus on the effort, not the outcome. Okay. With any creative endeavor, at some point, what we made leaves our hands. We can't let what happens after that point have any sway over us. We need to remember what John Wooden said. He said this, success is peace of mind, which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing that you made the effort to do your best to become the best Mm. that you are capable of becoming. Mm. So even if you've had a lot of success but haven't tried for it, that's not going to be good for you in the long run. Right. It's it's the effort that's going to count. The doing. The doing of it. Doing your best is what matters. Focus on that. External rewards are just that, external. You know our friend Scott, you know that line he says? How's that? Oh, the nodding of the head, the doing of the thing. Yes, we need to move from the nodding of the head to the doing of the thing. (laughs) I love that. Kill your pride before you lose your head. Whom the gods wish to destroy, Cyril Conley wrote, they first call promising. Whom the gods wish to destroy, Mm -hmm. they first call promising. You cannot let early pride lead you astray. You must remind yourself every day how much work is left to be done, not how much you have done. You must remember that humility is the antidote to pride. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. And that is what the Word of God tells us. I mean, this Mm -hmm. guy's not writing this from a Christian perspective, but that is is universal truth. God opposes the proud. Yes. He lifts up the humble. That's such a good art. That's that's such a great reminder. Yeah, highly recommended. The guy's name is Ryan Holiday. Yeah. So so check him out. 25 Ways to Kill the Toxic Ego That Will Ruin Your Life. Okay? We'll take a break, come back, and uh, we've got just a touch more, so stay but with us. But nothing that has to do with ego. No, no, please. Humbly, we ask you to stay with us. <laughs> How do you Friday? Whether you're trying to firm up, slim down, feel better, or simply take a break, Smoothie King has the smoothie for you. And with our $5 Fridays, you can Friday with a purpose. 32-ounce smoothies are just $5, and 32-ounce meal replacements are just $6. All blends, all flavors, all Friday. So how do you Friday? Friday like a king. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Participating locations, some restrictions may apply. 
If you had to replace everything in your fridge today, how much would it cost? For a restaurant or church, that could mean thousands in lost product and downtime. That's when you call Ventec Refrigeration. When your walk-in goes down, Ventec can be there in less than two hours with portable units to save valuable product and they'll even move it for you while repairs are made with flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Keep your cool with Ventec Refrigeration. 412-793-0661. Right now. There are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. I don't know, it was maybe two months ago that... um a Wrinkle in Time premiered, and I mean the movie that was produced by the Disney Corporation. You were pumped for this. I was pumped for it because A Wrinkle in Time, I think, is the first book that I ever loved. I mean, I read a lot of books before then that I liked and that I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. But A Wrinkle in Time, my dad bought it for me when I was in third grade. It was the first book I ever loved. And I can't even tell you how many times I've read it. I mean, it just became like part of my understanding. It's just such a rich book it's such such advanced concepts such adult concepts that madeline langle wrote into a story for kids it's just genius it is absolutely genius and disney well here's the thing disney appreciated the timeless nature of this story but didn't recognize that what really makes the story go is god I mean, you just can't get around it. There is a profoundly God-centered um, world that is under attack. Mm-hmm. And um, God is fighting the war. And what's so amazing is that the, the kids, who are the main characters, are invited to fight along with him and have a significant role in, in the battle. Um, but when Disney removed God and any, you know, any godlike figure from the story, it made the thing weird. It just didn't, it didn't work. And, you know, I wrote a review, um, uh, on the movie that is available on our website, johnandkathyshow.com. And just today there was news released about Disney's, um, second quarter earnings. And this will not surprise you that Marvel's Black Panther was a massive, gigantic success for the Disney Corporation. If you can believe this, that movie generated more than 1.3 billion dollars at the box office Whoa. i mean that is absolutely shocking so i mean talk about a good if you're disney and that's in your second quarter you are thinking yeah we're fine the only dark spot for disney in the second quarter was a wrinkle in time hmm. so a wrinkle in time hit theaters on march 9th after a heavy heavy marketing campaign by disney that included oprah winfrey and reese witherspoon also the the director of the film ava duvernay but the movie bombed um, it made only $33 million in its opening weekend compared to $202 million by Black Panther wow. or $258 million for Avengers, the Infinity War. So um, just to give you a little bit of, of a comparison. But the sad news is, looking back at it, that the movie, it was very expensive to produce because of some of the special effects that were in it and the gigantic star power that was in it. They lost between 86 and $186 million on the film. Disney did. It just just didn't go. And I'm telling you, the reason it didn't – it had everything going for it. It had star power. It had a great director. It had tremendous acting performances by the kids. I mean it's just really wonderful. But they messed the story up. It missed God. 
<laughs> and it just sank the ship. So all that brain power, all that creative space. I know. I know. And they could, why could, how did they exclude God from the central core of the story? Uh, right? How did they do that? You know, the Old Testament book of Esther, the name of God is never mentioned. Um, but God is still Everywhere a central character, but he's never mentioned. That's very much like a wrinkle in time in that God is never mentioned except that he is the, he is, it, it, the story doesn't work without him. Right. And so when you try, when you just erase him out of it and don't mention him, then it, the whole story just falls apart. And it just seems really kind of silly. And silly. Oprah's got shiny eyebrows and it's weird. Mm-hmm. It? Just bad makeup, no. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm glad I missed it. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and read the book. It's, yeah. it's short. It's a trilogy. If you like the first one, there's two more coming. Um, and even a third, there's another one also that's associated with it. All right. It's really four, but hey, skip um, the film. Speaking about being uh, entertained. Hey, Ladies Night Out is this Friday. It's tomorrow. This Friday is tomorrow. That's right. I don't know what I'm going to wear. What am I going to wear? Uh, some clothes. You just See, it's so easy to be a guy. Of course it is. Amy Barnes, May 11th. That's tomorrow. WordFM.com. Still time to buy your tickets. We'd hope to see you there. Cass going to be there. I'll be there. Happy to see you. Yeah, I'll don't... be introducing Amy tomorrow night. Yep. Wave to me from up on the stage, please. Oh, yeah. Take a lot of photos. Okay. WordFM.com. Hey, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.